0: Welcome America and Points Beyond. This is The Daily Answer. Mark Dunnigan, your host. Let's talk about God's track record this morning. In the book of Matthew chapter 21, Jesus is challenged and presented with a question. And in verse 23, the question is, by what authority are you doing these things? Who gave you this authority? Kind of like, what right do you have to teach such things? Which, what, who put you in this sort of position? And Jesus said to them, "I will also ask you one thing. Which, if you tell me, I will also tell you by what authority I do these things." But the baptism of John—that is, John's baptism—was from what source, heaven or man? That is, who authorized John to baptize? Did God authorize John to baptize? Did? God tell John to go out and baptize, or was that just John's own idea? In that passage, you clearly see that there are really only two choices of basically what your foundation would be, or what the authority that you're appealing to would be. Even e- Either you're following God, or what's in the Bible, okay? You're following the scriptures, or you're following men, and that's the choice you have in life. And, and the thought would be, well, well, why should I follow the scriptures? Why why should I build my life upon the teachings of Jesus? Why should I do that? That's a great question because there, there's a whole lot at stake, especially if I come to the end of my life and I die and I can't correct any of it. What if I did it all wrong, whether I followed men or I followed the scriptures? In, in the book of Matthew, chapter seven, Jesus exhorts us to build he, he, he claims that the only foundation that will stand the storms of life and the scrutiny of God's judgment is a foundation where we have heard his teachings and we perform those teachings. And that would be Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts upon them may be compared to the to a wise man. He is arguing that's the only foundation that is going to stand because that's the truth. Everything else is going to collapse. We are also told by Paul, the Apostle Paul, in the book of Colossians chapter 2 and in verse 8, see to it that no one takes you captive through philosophy or empty deception, according to the tradition of men, according to the elementary principles of the world, rather than according to Christ. Again, we, we have two only two choices there. We have human philosophy. And I guess the way I would sum up human philosophy would be any human philosophy is man's attempt, apart from Scripture, to explain reality, to explain what life is about. That's what philosophy is. Philosophy is man using his, just using his think so to try to figure it out. That is I'm not going to I'm not going to factor God in, I'm not going to factor eternal truths and etc. I'm not going to factor the Bible in. I'm just going to, you know, try to figure out figure it out on my own. And that's philosophy. And but then you have or Christ. What what Christ says. And Colossians chapter 2 verse 3 says in whom that is in Jesus are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Much like what Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 7, 24, Paul echoes that, that that's the only reliable foundation, that that that's genuine knowledge and genuine wisdom. So, so why, why, why should I go with the Bible? Why should I go with the God of the Bible? Um, Well, first of all, like, why would you go with man? Why would you go with man's wisdom? Because admittedly, everyone out there is like you, finite, limited. No one's infallible out there. No man is infallible. And I trust true science, but let's just be honest. Science in any field continues to be a work in progress with many adjustments, false starts, dead ends, and of course changes along the way multiple theories have come and gone over the centuries and the human experts at time have often been wrong yet no teaching in the bible has ever been in, has ever needed to be retracted rewritten or adjusted john 17:17 17, 17, jesus said sanctify them in the truth thy word is truth and so jesus clearly said there the word of God, the Scriptures—that's the truth. And, and it's not as if the Bible is a book that only deals with the easy stuff or or the fluff. The Bible is a book that deals with all the hard stuff, the really hard stuff, really hard questions like, well, what's the purpose of life? Why am I here? Where do we come from? Well, how do you how do you avoid self-destructing? or being consumed by evil? How do you take your thoughts captive? How how do you keep good mental health? How do you avoid becoming your worst enemy? How do you make a marriage work? There you go. The Bible deals with all the real tough categories, the categories that man still feels are, boy, what's the answer to that question? In addition, man has made all sorts of predictions which have been completely wrong. Yet the predictions in the Bible have all come true, just as predicted. And and that might be when God predicts the fall of Babylon in Isaiah 13, when God predicts what would happen to Israel if they departed from him in Deuteronomy chapter 29, and then predicts their restoration in chapter 30, or when God predicts the arrival of the Messiah in Isaiah 53, that he would die for our sins, that he would be resurrected, that he would be like a, a, a lamb before his accusers and silent, or Psalm 22, that his hands and feet would be pierced, and what people would say to him when he was upon the cross, and what would happen to his garments. All right? So, as, as, as people, you know, fought over them at the end. The Bible has a number of predictions, and those that have arrived have all been exactly like what God said would would happen. Human theories on relationships or parenting, man, they have come and gone over the centuries, and they've been all over the board. And yet, what the Bible teaches Well, what the Bible teaches is still the truth on the matter. What the Bible teaches does work. Human theories, human theories come and gone, And I really feel sorry for parents and particularly, wow, I feel sorry for young mothers because it seems like the theories on having children and the theories on how to feed the infant and the theories on all of that, man, they just keep, they're all over the board and well, you're not doing it right if you're not doing this and if you're not doing it right if you're not doing that or whatever and just I just feel sorry for all the pressure that's put on the young mother. And uh, and the way you're supposed to have childbirth and the way you're not supposed to have childbirth and on and on and on and on. Okay. And in a lot of that the Bible says well that just doesn't matter. What 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 matters is that what matters is how you raise them. What matters is instilling in them character. What matters is bringing them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Ephesians chapter six and verse four. That's that's what really matters. In first Peter, chapter three, there's a great passage there, particularly in verse seven about marriage, you husbands in like manner, live with your wives in an understanding way or according to knowledge, as with someone weaker, and not be physically, since she is a woman and show her honor as a fellow heir so she's not weaker spiritually she is a Christian just like you are her relationship with God she stands on equal footing before God like you do she's a fellow heir of the grace of life she's your sister in Christ she's a fellow believer so that your prayers will not be hindered that is if you're a man and you're not treating your wife properly God doesn't hear your prayers. Wow, there's a motivation. There's your motivation to get your act together. The same is true concerning the biblical teaching on morality. And I know various cultures have made the mistake of legitimizing and glorifying sex outside of marriage or adultery, homosexuality, and I'm afraid we're going towards pedophilia being accepted in our culture. And the cultures that have done that have paid huge consequences, including the complete collapse of their culture. The Bible write right about sin. John 8, 31 through 32. You know, Jesus would say, you'll know that if, if you follow his teachings, you'll know the truth. The truth will make you free. But he also says, everyone who commits sin is the slave of sin. Sin never liberates. Sin never brings enlightenment Uh, take, take take adam and eve for example they're buying into the devil's lie um brought put up a wall between them and god they hid from god but it also put up a wall in their relationship between each other where they're hiding they're they're now You know, before sin enters, the end of Genesis 2 says, the man and his wife were both naked and not ashamed. That is, there was perfect ease among them. Well, do you have a relationship like that with your spouse? Perfect ease, or there are walls between you? What creates the walls in your relationship? Well, it's when you're not acting right, it's when you're not living right, it's when you're not coming clean, and when you're not being honest. So the Bible still has the right answer on all the virtues. And the virtues are the answer uh, to all the world's ills. When you think about it, Second Peter chapter 1 and verse 5, where it says, it's a great section on Christian growth. Here's how you grow as a Christian. But it says, in your faith, supply moral excellence. That's the idea of virtue, moral courage. In your moral excellence, knowledge, not arrogance, but knowledge, knowledge of the truth. And in your knowledge, self-control and perseverance and godliness and brotherly kindness or brotherly love and love or agape love where you value, where you're always thinking about what's the, what's in the eternal best interest of this other person. And that's what I'll do. What's in their internal best interest, not what would make them necessarily just feel good at the moment and not what would be a lie to them. But what would be in their eternal best interest? What would would bring out the best in them? What would be best for them on the spiritual level? And what what if everyone lived that way? Well, our world's social problems would pretty much disappear overnight. There you go. If... You know, if you don't trust God and if you don't trust others, then the only only person left to trust is your own fallible, limited self. But why should you trust yourself for on our own? On your own, you end up wrong just about everything. And the same would be true for me. We do not do well in isolation. Have you ever run into someone that, I'm not listening to God and I'm not listening to anybody else. And I'm just going to do it my way and okay and I'll I'll just keep watching you shoot yourself in the foot you know ruining your relationships and burning your bridges that's what happens when you have that mentality so I don't trust myself because I don't have the best track record (laughs) and and I understand I'm fallible and limited and there's a lot of things I don't know but at the same time I'm not going to completely follow i'm not going to blindly follow other fallible human beings no matter who they are no matter how much money they make or what other people say about them because mankind does not have the best track record and, and you can see that just one of the great benefits of studying history is you will say okay i'm not blindly following man i'm not blindly following those in authority history makes it very clear about man's limited perspective, and man's great ideas that have a lot of unintended consequences. Man's track record is a track record of inaccuracy, false starts, things left undone, arrogance, some big blind spots, selfish motivation, and not having the best eternal interest of the human race in mind, or just simple and plain selfishness and sin. Well, when I look at scripture, And the God of Scripture, I see a God that has a perfect track record of fulfilled promises and also fulfilled threats. God means what he says. Having our best interest at heart, that he gave his only begotten son to die for us, John 3.16. And of always telling us the truth. Even even if that that would uh, push us away from him. I mean, Jesus always told people the truth even if he lost disciples over it John chapter 6 verse 16 and verse 66 would have been a good example of that he spoke the truth also in luke chapter 14 26 and following there were there were people following Jesus crowds multitudes and he turned around and almost tried to weed out the multitude he turned around and said hey uh, unless you put me first you' can, you're not going to make it you have to put me before your own family even before your own wife and kids your parents and you're going to have to put me before your own life you're going to have to pick up your cross and carry it and man there's the truth and, and so god loves you enough that god's going to tell you the truth even if what he's risking is that you would leave that you would say well well that's too hard uh there's no sugar coating of what is necessary to live the Christian life in scripture pick up your cross daily and follow him and I think it's a good idea to follow the one that always tells you the truth even even if that would end the the friendship they love you that much I'm going to tell you the truth also how about this Uh, uh, unlike unlike man of like We we really don't know what man's motivation might be. People may say they care about us, but we really have no guarantee on that. The thing is, God has already proven his love. We already know exactly where God stands. We don't know where people stand. They can shift and move. We already know exactly where God stands. Romans chapter 5, verse 6, for while we were still helpless at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. That's us. And so at our lowest, at our lowest, God came through. God has demonstrated or proven his love. Now, man, man can lie to you. Man might not tell you all the truth. Man can love himself more than he loves you. You know, there's all sorts of motivations there. I can completely trust God. Everyone else is suspect. In fact, I don't even trust myself. And what I mean by that is Proverbs 16, 25 says, there's a way that seems right to a man. You know, there are going to be things in life that just feel and sound like the right thing to do. Your instincts, your gut says yes. And your feelings are liars. They're great liars. So if I'm in a situation where, man, it just feels like the right thing to do, uh, I'm going to first of all see, okay, but what does the Bible say? Because the Bible will tell me the truth. My feelings, they'll lie to me. And they have often been completely wrong. Thanks for tuning in today. You've been listening to The Daily Answer. Your host, Mark Dunnigan. Until next time, we will see you in the funny papers. And do not forget God's track record. If you're tempted like, man, who do I trust? Trust the one who has already demonstrated his love in your most dire circumstances trust the one who always tells you the truth no matter what